0: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome to the Nerd Party.
0: Welcome to another episode of Missing Frames. Happy almost 4th of July, everybody. I'm your host, Sean Eastridge. For this episode, I'm joined by my beautiful, wonderful, sensationally exuberant and lovely wife, Sarah Eastridge.
1: I pay him to say that. She
0: pays me to say it, but you pay me well, and that's why I say it. And uh, for this episode, obviously, we're in the Independence Day spirit. We want to watch something patriotic. Something that really represents what this country is all about, what life is all about when it comes down to it. And uh, while a movie that does do that is Independence Day and that would be fitting, I couldn't find anyone who hadn't seen Independence Day. What a shame. So instead, we are going to be watching Top Gun, Tony Scott's classic, the Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, all the, all the things ever, because I've never seen it, ever, ever. Have and you I, seen this?
1: I've seen snippets on television. So never the whole thing. Never sat through the whole thing. So I'm, I'm very excited.
0: I'm excited too. Uh, my only exposure to this film is uh, when I was a kid, I remember I saw my dad had rented Top Gun from Blockbuster. And for some reason, I was thinking to myself, oh, I think I've seen this movie before. And I thought what I had seen was, uh, was Top Gun, but in fact, it was actually Hot Shots. The movie that parodied Top Gun. Have oh, you heard of this? It's with Charlie Charlie Sheen. It's so funny. And I was convinced. I was like, Top Gun. This is. It's the same movie. And uh, my dad was found out that I was watching the movie, and he immediately turned it off. He was like, "This is not for children." And I was <laughs> like, "Dad, it's rated PG. Of course it is." And this is back in the day where PG and PG thirteen was still a blurred line. So yep. things like that would happen and could get through the cracks but uh so this is uh it's tony scott this is one of his classic films what's funny about it is it has like a 55 percent on rotten tomatoes it, but it has such this it has this insane pedigree like I, I i don't know what that is this is his third movie and people love it
1: i really I thought it would have a high rating.
0: I thought it would too. It
1: at least like a solid 80, I 85 mean, percent.
0: Yeah, people talk about it all the time. And the movie is still like, even despite its negative reviews, is like held in such high regard by everybody, pretty much. So that is kind of surprising to me. But do you think uh do you think people are just in retrospect they love the soundtrack more than they love the actual movie?
1: I mean, it's Tom Cruise in his heyday. Yeah. So I would say maybe more Tom Cruise than the soundtrack, but I, I don't know. I don't know the soundtrack, so I'm not sure what gems you, are on
0: there. You've never been on the highway to the danger zone. <laughs> no one I has have. ever taken your breath away. Oh,
1: I mean, no, no,
0: no one think. ever. Not even certain people who are saying okay, we're talking right now?
1: about music. Okay. We're not talking about sure, you. Sure.
0: One of us is talking about music, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this movie has a very kind of reminds me of another 80s movie uh, that has a really amazing soundtrack. Con air. Uh, close close uh i was thinking of footloose but you know uh they're (laughs) practically the same movie but uh footloose was i think in 84 and that also had a really great soundtrack that everyone loved but the movie kind of sucked yeah Uh, i haven't seen Footloose in a while but i remember thinking it sucked in high school which means a lot considering the movies i liked in high school yeah uh but uh yeah i am never really been all that interested in watching Top Gun. I know it's probably something I should see. And I, when I brought up to some, some people that I was trying to figure out what to watch for Independence Day uh, or 4th of July celebrating that. And I mentioned I hadn't seen Top Gun. That seemed to be unanimously the choice for what (laughs) I should watch. But uh I don't know. My excitement level is like right down the middle. I'm kind of excited to watch it, but I also don't really care. I don't know if I'm like this. I don't know if this movie was made for me. It's like brouhaha men playing volleyball with no shirts on lots of great music, uh, lots of sweaty, like, you know, abs and you know, come to think of it, this movie might actually have been made for me. I
1: was about to say. <laughs>
0: so uh, i I would scale i I would scale it as probably like excitement level, maybe a five on a scale of one to ten. What about you? I
1: would put mine at a maybe six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah, I like old Tom Cruise movies, yeah. and he, you know, he's a little crazy in his personal life, just a little bit, but his professional life. I mean, the guy does awesome stunts, yeah. and you know, I think I think that's cool. He's fun to watch for sure. He's and, always entertaining,
0: and this is like he became a yeah. bonafide movie star. Mm-hmm. I think Top Gun was the movie that made it. Cause this is, this was 1986. This was the highest grossing movie of 1986. Oh, wow. When I looked that up, I didn't believe it, but it's true. It made like, almost 400 million at the box office which who knows wow. what that is in today's dollars it's probably something insane but I mean like this is a year with aliens Ferris Bueller Top Gun is the highest grossing movie of the year
1: did critics like it
0: no at oh, the God. time it was like very mixed but for some reason it kind of caught on and I yeah. think it became kind of a recruiting thing for uh, the Navy, the Navy. <laughs> yeah it, the uh, the Air Force I I think I don't know which one it is I, I think, think this it's movie Navy. is the Navy and the Air Force and well he goes uh, to
1: like a Navy camp or something right i don't you know you tell me we, we i've never seen out. <laughs> it i
0: i thought this movie was hot shots i'm actually a little oh, well. disappointed that it's not hot shots i kind of wish we were watching that <laughs> but uh you know you can't always get what you want And i think we will be okay regardless so let's go ahead and uh let's fire up the movie all right i i can't wait to get into the danger zone and uh we will return and see you on the other side
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We just watched Top Gun, and before we get into the review, I have to correct myself from the before part. Uh, I uh, ignorantly proclaimed that this movie and Footloose had a lot in common, mainly their soundtracks. Turns out that Kenny Lockins is the... uh, the brilliant mind behind not only the song Footloose, but uh, Danger Zone as well. So uh, let's, let's just get that out in the clear. I'm very sorry to anybody I offended with my lack of Kenny Loggins' knowledge. <laughs> uh, now, but let's get to the movie itself. Um, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and al- already people are turning off this episode. Um, I, I have no idea how... This movie was so successful. I can point to a couple of things. I mean, it was an, an 80s movie. First of all, people were crazy in the 80s. They were all doing cocaine. Uh, synthesizers, I think, were frying their brains. Um, I, I, I'm sure that had something to do with it. This does feel like a, an essential like uh, 80s movie. So yes. I feel like many of the things that people were into at the time, jet planes, bare chested men playing volleyball, Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan. It was the uh, Reagan era. That's right. So, so this was like We gu-
1: elected a Hollywood president, right? Right. So this was the, the byproduct this was the of result. that. Yeah, it's like <laughs>
0: yeah. you know, gung-ho, all American, like men, just like testosterone fueled men, 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 men. <laughs> men, men, lots men. of men. Uh I I mean so Tom Cruise He'd had a couple hits up to this point, and, you know, he'd done Risky Business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was, like, his biggest thing up to this point. But it's the top- only
1: one I think most people might recognize. Right.
0: But, yeah, I mean, that was that was a hit, but yeah. this was huge. Like we were saying, this was, like, insane for everybody involved. I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced it, who is a famous producer for making <laughs> exactly these kinds of movies for his whole career— uh, he'd had a string of hits Beverly Hills Cop was actually right before this And it's a much better movie But uh, this Was a huge hit I guess it has something to do with Tom The combination of Tom Cruise uh, uh Crazy Jet fighter pilot footage i guess was <laughs> all the rage in this day and age and then uh, the soundtrack which was was insane it has you take my breath away which won an oscar and J- danger zone which we've already mentioned uh this movie put me in the danger zone of falling asleep yes i uh i what do you i mean what do you think like what do, what is your immediate reaction to top gun
1: what a snooze fest! I don't and and like that's not what you would expect from a movie about Navy fighter pilots yeah. and a hot guy and a hot girl and a hot romance and it was just boring. I it know. was boring on boring on boring.
0: Yeah, and you you first of all you were right. This was the Navy. <laughs> I was. I, I right. just was like, oh, Air Force. <laughs> there are jets in it. It must be the Air Force. <laughs> but uh, no, you were right. And uh, this, yeah, it, it was. You know, not even uh, this movie gets a lot of credit for like, oh, but the, the fighter pilot scenes are so cool. But like, I uh, we're at the point now where it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm just spoiled by like insane action sequences in this day and age. But I feel like even back then, I'd seen things way more interesting than that movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I will give credit where credit was due. I think that the all the scenes up in the air were pretty well done, especially for maybe the eighties. But yeah, I'm with you. It's like, we've seen a lot since then. So, you know, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> exactly. <guess.
0: laughs> exactly. So this is, I, 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 kind of wish we had watched hot shots st- Yeah, <laughs> I can't, maybe I, a future. I episode. can't quite remember. And, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing as a kid, but, uh, I feel like I would have been so disappointed to turn this on and find out that it was not Hot Shots, but that it was a like straight, like not funny movie. You're I mean, watching it's funny. the wrong it's one. It's funny, but like not in the ways I think were intended. But um, so the the whole thing starts. We start off with this like intense, like you know, very moody opening with like this this music that kind of drives through the rest of the picture, um, and then it cuts, of course, into the danger zone, and uh, but. I was trying to like figure out what the movie was about and it was like okay they're they're fighter they're in the navy they're fighter pilots and the opening is just them kind of getting reprimanded because they're they're out on a mission and they run into these like other like I guess enemy pilots and they don't engage them but maverick is like i'm gonna be cool and flip over right. and give the guy the finger because he's maverick which is in
1: the danger zone he's in know? the danger zone he's <laughs> been
0: listening to a lot of kenny Loggins and he's just ready that move that moment in his life he was ready for it but uh so they do that and then one of uh, the guys i i can't remember exactly why but he i guess he's almost taken out by one of the enemy pilots And he, uh, Cougar is the guy's name. Yeah. And he kind of freaks out and is like, oh, I can't land my
1: plane. He starts having just a panic attack. Yeah,
0: out of nowhere. And he he starts just sweating and sweating, which I guess makes sense. But there is so much sweat in (laughs) this movie. Like (laughs) insane amounts of sweat that I, it's like sometimes it's understandable, but it's like there are scenes where people are just standing and talking to each other and just sweating. And it's like, what? It, what, I, I don't understand. Maybe sweat was an '80s thing. Again, maybe that contributed to the success of this film. But uh, <laughs> so Maverick, uh, he's supposed to land. You know him and Goose; they're like a team, and they're like about to land the plane. But the Maverick's like, "I'm going to go save this guy." And you brought up a good point. You're like, "How are you going to save him?" You're both in jets. you're both in
1: planes. <laughs> like I don't get it. I, I mean, and I guess he did coach him. Yeah, but couldn't he safety? have done that but from anywhere? Of course, it was just to try and move that plot forward. I, yeah, I basically, he
0: just—I guess it's a show like, oh, he—he's devil may care, doesn't play by the rules. Right. He does what he wants. He takes risks, but he basically is like, don't worry, Cougar, I got you. And they fly in together, and Cougar has a little trouble, but he makes it in but, the end.
1: And they—that also happens after. The fact that Maverick goes and taunts the enemy by sticking his middle finger up—so it's up. his fault. So he started the whole thing. It's his fault for yeah, yeah getting the so guy it's like okay. In I guess anyway. we've established this guy's—I uh, don't know what he is. Kind of a jerk. Kind is of what a he jerk. is. Yeah, yeah. he—he's—he's uh,
0: he's causing trouble, and that's a theme—or not a theme. That's something that happens throughout the movie. He consistently many, many puts times. his friends in trouble yeah. to the point where he actually gets one killed just by being a cocky bastard. Yeah, but. Uh, so they get back, and Cougar's like, "I'm out, I can't do this anymore and I think the only like meaningful like subtext in the movie of like war is hell, and it'll mess you up, man uh and then he leaves and then uh their uh their their captain their oh captain their captain, I don't know what the guy's name is it's it's a, it's principal Strickland for back to the future. That's exactly (laughs) right. No, no McFly has ever amounted to anything in the history of top gun, (laughs) but, uh, he yells at them and they're like, he's like, what, you know what? You guys are good though. And I'm going to send you to top gun school. And it was like some punishment. (laughs) Yeah. Some big punishment. So they send them to top gun school and, uh, That is 90% of the movie. Yeah. 90% of this movie is nothing. It's them going to school. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, that's it. They like, and this begins a cycle of like repetitive scenes that mirror each other and don't go anywhere. And it's like that, you know, what happens is they, they fly, they go out on a flight uh, maverick does something crazy and then they land and then there's some like butting up heads a little bit val kilmer plays iceman who's like oh he's the hot shot and who's maverick coming in stealing his thunder uh and you know they kind of butt heads a little bit and um then uh maverick meets this this woman who he falls madly in love with uh what's her name charlie 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 played by uh kelly, kelly mcgillis, McGillis. Yep. and uh she's she's a lovely lady and he wins her over. They're in a bar. And he and Goose are like, oh, yeah, we've got this. We've got this little thing we do. So they start singing. Like Tom Cruise doesn't really – like. it's not Maverick. It's Tom Cruise. Um, they, they don't really do anything – ridiculous but he's he's like oh I'm, I'm gonna start singing but then goose joins in and then all the men join in and it's like a big group effort everyone immediately knows what's going on clearly this is something they're all doing on Rehearse. a regular basis yeah. <laughs> they're all uh, hitting on women using the song but the crazy thing is at the end she's like come have a seat and it's like wait why does maverick get to have a seat. All the other men were performing and and they had better singing voices to be completely honest. What do you think it was? Do you think Maverick did something that like, you know, from a
1: woman's perspective? I think from a woman's perspective, it had to be that sexy unibrow he was sporting. (laughs) Yeah. i mean, like, get over here with that one big brow on your face.
0: I feel like movie stars before they're quite famous and (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) this might not be a great example, but the only example I can think of is Bruce Campbell in The Evil Dead. It's he all about unibrow. He <laughs> has a crazy unibrow, which disappears in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Cruise, I guess he wasn't quite famous enough to not yeah. have a unibrow.
1: His teeth were a little funky. His teeth and were funky he too. had one eyebrow. He
0: had one eyebrow <laughs> and funky teeth. Yeah. But, I mean, that didn't stop his box office power. He nope. made millions of dollars. Still had a nice and body. And he attracted you know? Miss Charlie. Uh, she, she totally was into to him.
1: Hook, line, and sinker. That's how
0: it works, and he like follows her into the bathroom and just creeps her out. And but you know that's attractive. And then of course, in a baffling plot move, <laughs> she turns out to be their instructor, and she, he has to school her on like, yeah, I actually with that jet that you say can't do those things, I've done them. And she's like, oh my gosh, you, date you me. are amazing. D- date me and have a creepy sex scene with me. Oh god, <laughs> lots of there was a. a a lot of, I know I'm skipping ahead. There was a lot of tongue in that sex scene. Yeah. Like weird 80s tongue. Like somebody who's just learned that French kissing is a thing, like a, a, a 10 year old. Show as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, it was like just lots of tongue. That's hot. But it was like disturbing. Yeah. And uh, I don't understand why they got together at all.
1: Their relationship was baffling, <laughs> I, I guess. That's the only word I can think of to describe it. But it, it didn't make much sense. They, the movie really wanted to, like, hit the audience over the head. They are in love. They are in love. Hey, guys, guys, they're in love, okay? Like, every yeah. other scene, it was, like, just recycled love plot. Gross and weird love plot, but, you know. Right.
0: It like, it he like comes over to her place. Like she invites him over and he's like the first, he's like, he rushes over there and he's like, Hey, can I take a shower? And yeah. she's like, no. And this is their and it first was like, date. Oh, yeah. These guys are totally going to bang. <laughs> they're so into each other. He's
1: all sweaty. He's all he's sweaty. Like, he's like, I'm going
0: to use your shower. And she's like, ah, no. And then like the next scene, they're banging each other. And it was so, I remember we were watching it and it was like, there was a scene where there's that scene. And then the next scene is like them. It's so weird. There are like three or four scenes in a row that are all the same thing. It's basically they talk to each other and try to prove their romance. And it's like varying levels of like this first one is he comes over and opens up a little bit about like his dad is this fighter pilot who died in an accident. But like uh, he's convinced like, no, my dad was a great pilot and it wasn't his fault. And, uh, and then the next scene is like, them on an elevator together and she's like, I can't be with you. I'm your instructor. And he's like, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. And they're on an elevator and it's creepy and other people walk in and they're like, Oh, nothing's going on here. And then the next scene, she criticizes his, uh, his flying capabilities right. and he gets like really pouty and he's like i can't hear you on his motorcycle and he's like revving it and then he drives off and she's like i'm a feisty lady and chases after him <laughs> in her car yep. and then she's like i couldn't i couldn't c- congratulate you or compliment you because i'm in love with you and then they hook up and creepy sex scene and, and ensues. Creepy tongues, yeah but it's like
1: well so what's really interesting is that apparently when this movie screened They, the audience was like, there's not enough love in this movie. And so they're like, okay, great. Took that feedback and then they ran with it. So they didn't have as much chemistry. Well, they still don't have chemistry. (laughs) But, you know, this happened because the audience demanded more on-screen romance. And here's
0: the thing I don't understand about that. This movie... And what I'm about to say is probably going to offend everybody, and I'm just going to have to deal with it, and you're going to have to deal with it and stick with me. This is one of the, and I mean this with all due respect, one of the gayest movies (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. So when they say there's a lack of romance, did they see that volleyball scene? Did they see literally every interaction between Maverick and Iceman? I mean, the sexual tension and chemistry is far more affecting than it is between Charlie and Maverick.
1: This was a bromance movie. Like, this like to beyond bromance. Yeah. Like, this was like
0: bros are like giving each other side glances. It's true. There was a lot of sexual together. tension
1: in this movie between the men.
0: And it's just like, I mean, Val Kilmer does this little like, they like get in a fight, and Maverick's like, What's your problem? He's like, You're a dangerous, man. And then uh, Maverick, I don't remember what he says, but then Val Kilmer does a little, <laughs> He like kind yeah. of bites oh, and it's yeah. like what is this movie and then <laughs> next thing we know they're they're playing volleyball and it's a 5 minute volleyball they're scene they're
1: all like oiled and sweaty yeah, they're oiled and, like and
0: sweaty and it's like it takes you muscular. I remember what there's a shot of this one guy just kind of posing and it was like He's wait flexing
1: what yeah for who <laughs> and then it was
0: but then it was like yeah wh- who is the scene for i guess it's for the United States of America and thank you Tony Scott for including it but it is kind of like What's the point of this scene? What What, is this?
1: I think the the view of masculinity through this lens is very interesting because it's very like bravado and manliness and, you know, but no vulnerability, right? Like it it just has to be like all for show and like I'm a man and that means I can't be sensitive or anything like that. So it's just kind of an interesting take on like, oh, this is American masculinity in the 80s, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's. It does feel like that. Like, it's like this was, at the time, this was like the manliest. Thing you could think of.
1: It was a recruiting movie and I for mean, the Navy. It essentially. Really, and it, in the eighties during the Reagan era, you know, it
0: feels like a recruit a recruitment film. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's any substance to it. It's clearly made to showcase, like, oh, we figured out how to flame how to or how to flame how to film fighter pilots. <laughs> we figured out how to fan the flame of gay. I'm so sorry. This is not meant to offend anybody, but this movie is extremely homoerotic, and it is. And I think this should be a like, uh, like like the flagship film of that movement. Like, I think people should be like using this as an example to see like, look, this is not something to be afraid of. This is something to be celebrated and supported. Embrace it. It was happening in the eighties. It's crazy. Um, But uh, yeah, I, it just felt like everyone wanted to make out with everyone in every scene. Like it was just nonstop. But like I was saying, this movie feels like they figured out, oh, we can shoot some really cool footage of fighter pilots, like some some planes flying around, doing some crazy moves. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, it is impressive, but I didn't really understand what was happening in any of the scenes. It was hard to track who was who.
1: That is true. They didn't do a great job distinguishing. And I I think
0: that may have just been the technology of the time. Like they weren't able to quite show. You don't get the sense of the pilots being connected to those planes. Like obviously they're filming the actors in like cockpits that are strapped to the ground as opposed to in those right. planes. So it's hard to connect the dots of what's happening. And, uh, that feels like the crux of the movie. That's the reason they made it. And then like the in-between scenes, like the romance doesn't really go anywhere. His friendship with goose is kind of just like weird and random. Uh, and then again, it's, it's just a cycle of scenes over and over where it's like they go train They come back to the ground, Maverick talks to his babe, they play volleyball, and then it's again and again and again, until... The accident where Goose gets killed. Yeah. Now we're so that
1: took a turn. I
0: knew that happened. That's like a famous scene. So I knew he was gonna die. Um. But yeah, you were kind of like, wait, he's dead.
1: I was like, oh, he'll be fine. And then the next scene, the guy was like, Goose is dead. I was like, what? (laughs) He was Goose is dead,
0: and you need to get over it now. Yeah. And and it was like,
1: oh, right. Gosh darn it! American masculinity in the eighties. I I keep forgetting. But you should have seen it
0: coming when Meg Ryan shows up with her kid, and they're like, look how happy we are. We're so happy, and they're playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano. Piano and another like pointless scene well no I, I think the idea was to create sympathy and to be like look he has a family look how wonderful he is and then when he dies and Maverick being to...
1: a part of that family exactly because he didn't have his own yeah exa- you know? oh see you looked a little bit more into this
0: movie I think than anybody else who was involved with it well <laughs> you're a little bit smarter I think but uh, yeah from the point Goose gets killed it, the movie switches from like strange dull homoerotic like uh, Navy recruitment to like weird dark tragic yeah. serious Twisty. like movie. Yeah. And it's a weird tonal shift. Because
1: then Maverick is blaming himself for Goose's right. death. Right, Maverick blames himself. And he goes before the committee or whatever it yeah. is and you know obviously they end up clearing him. Because
0: why? You know this is got to get him back in the air. Got to get back to those <laughs> to that fighter footage. Yeah. They were like immediately he's like I feel I feel guilty and they're like well don't worry you're not. And he's like okay. Yeah, and, and then it's, they just moved right
1: on <laughs> until the the end where he does remember Goose.
0: Yeah, he overcomes his, his fear, fear of, of, well, uh, Wait, I no, guess it was like, it was a similar, like, he's kind of freaking out because it's like, this is the first time he's been up in the air and he's been thinking like, uh, he's been doubting himself. He's like, yeah. I don't know if I can do it. And then he gets stuck in a situation similar to the one that he and Goose were in and he's right. kind of like, oh my God, I, uh, and he freaks out, but then he kind of recovers himself and saves the day. Um, the, yeah, the like last 15 minutes of the movie are the only legitimately uh, interesting like yeah. moments of the movie because there are actual stakes like they're yeah. they're fighting real people and they are actually like the training that they've spent like almost two hours that makes up the whole movie trying to like you know do and it's like we've been sitting there like nothing is happening no no one is in danger this is so boring and finally they get to put that to to The test in the last ten minutes, and then they succeed, and it's it's exciting and wonderful, and Maverick proves himself, and they come down, and everyone's cheering, and everyone's happy, and Val Kilmer comes up to Maverick, just strides right on up, he's like, "Hey, you, you can be my wingman anytime." And I quote of the movie, burst into tears. (laughs) It was so beautiful, and. I'm telling you, this is a love story between Iceman and Maverick. It's not about what's-her-name, Charlie. It's not about Goose. It's about how Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise totally want to bang each other. And that's, I think the problem is... The filmmakers did not realize it, and if they had realized it, maybe this movie would have been a little bit stronger. I think they should have made it about the the romance between. I'm totally serious between Maverick and Iceman. They
1: didn't even need Kelly McGillis in there. They didn't. I mean,
0: she was put in there because audiences were like, "We want romance," and in the '80s, like you know, there was the AIDS scare, so gayness was like, even though it's all over this movie, it was like, "Oh, but let's not actually talk about it." But like, this is totally like. I feel like this would have been 100% better if it was about, like, the the romance between Iceman and Maverick. And you just focus on that. They had
1: way more chemistry <laughs> they than... Did. They did. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie and Maverick, just there was nothing there. There really wasn't. There was nothing. And it's so interesting because um, Kelly McGillis was in Witness opposite yeah, Harrison Ford. And their chemistry is insane. Yeah. Right? And Which it's, is... But and that's a much better movie, isn't it? Is, it is. But... She just seems so flat in this movie to me. Mm. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I just, it's like they don't have chemistry, but I still maybe expected her to perform a little better. But hey, maybe that was the direction of the yeah, film. I'm I not think sure.
0: Because I haven't watched a lot of early Tom. I think this is actually the earliest Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen. Like I haven't seen Risky Business. Um, I, I You know, I've seen... I've I've watched from the point in his career where he got good like when he started like saying all right I'm gonna do some serious stuff improve my chops and I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan I know he's kooky and I know there's all that weird stuff in his life uh, in his personal life but I think he's a fantastic actor and he's been in some of my all-time favorite movies I love Mission Impossible A Few Good Men is great and his stunt Uh, work is uh, awesome yeah Magnolia I mean he's he's a devoted actor very uh I hated him in this movie. <laughs> well, you
1: can, you know, and we we talked about this. It's so interesting to see a 23-year-old Tom Cruise right at the beginning of his career, and you kind of get that dose of reality. Oh, he learned how to act. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Well, he
0: is very much a pretty boy. Like, yes, it's a pretty boy actor. Absolutely. Um,
1: you know, there are several not, shirtless scenes, yeah. the, you know, the sexual tension that they tried to create, right. and failed, was, you know, so you could see where they were he going was very clearly
0: at this point in his career, like a dreamboat he was a poster and they were boy. positioning him. Yeah, exactly. He was and a, they
1: they succeeded. I mean, yeah. their plan worked. And it, I mean, was, the movie made tons of money. Absolutely. And this
0: really launched him into the stratosphere of movie stars. That, yeah. And uh, but let's just talk about him for a minute, because ugh, like I said, he's not good in this movie. He's okay. He's got like...
1: He's, he's mediocre. Of, he
0: seems like a guy who's like really trying. Like yes. he's trying so hard to be like, yeah, I'm a good actor. And I'm very... He's got all these like very like intense looks. He's a movie... He is a bonafide movie star. You can feel it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what it is. There's something about Tom Cruise, even at this early stage in his career when he's not quite a movie star, He there's something that feels otherworldly about him. He feels like he knows he's a movie star, and that it's not that he's pretentious or that he thinks he's better than people. But there's something about him that makes it feel like he's on another planet plane of existence or planet Zenu. Yeah, there you go. He very well could be, but like seeing him like have a romance and like opening up to this woman, it doesn't feel natural.
1: To no, me. it didn't seem genuine at all <laughs> yeah i I think he he still kind of has you know like when he was smiling sometimes in the movie, yeah. it felt a little sinister, yeah, know? I got that feeling too, like and he'd do that kind of like the laugh that we know of Tom Cruise today, but like guys. It was like more of a creepy laugh yeah. back then. Where it really felt kind of like he's like, "I knew something you don't know, yeah. and you're gonna die." Yeah, like and it was no, like very there's weird. no
0: sincerity. It no. feels like he's just kind of like.
1: And I think I think you know he got acting lessons and he became a like you said a bona fide movie star. So once this happened, they really started molding him. And yeah. he, you know, because I think he always had the discipline clearly and the and the ethic to like get where he is today. But he definitely needed to be shaped a little bit
0: yeah there's something about him in this movie that's like
1: i felt it too but i will say i i know you haven't seen risky business but i did not feel it in risky business so it it is interesting that i really felt it in this movie but his debut i didn't yeah maybe
0: it's just the movie itself is kind of like the tone it, it doesn't give him a lot of care i mean he doesn't have a lot of material to play with he is it, through the entire movie. He's just a cocky a hole. Like yeah, he's he cocky. doesn't really change. He puts people in danger. Uh, I mean, if I was on that committee board, I would have found him guilty because he totally screwed up. Yeah, you're uh, like, oh, so this uh, is the seventh killed.
1: time you've done this to one yeah, of your it's friends. Like, it's like, oh, so time. your friend
0: got killed because of a maneuver you did. Let's see, what are your past experiences? hmm disobeying direct orders flipping upside down so you can give someone the bird yeah this guy does not seem responsible so maybe that was part of it you know when he like the way he behaves when she's like i'm sorry i had to lie about how i feel about you and he's like revving his engine he's like what i can't hear you yeah like, it was something wanna, like, a five-year-old smack... would yeah do. you want to smack him in the face yeah. and it's like it's not tom cruise's fault it is a little bit because i think again Well, no, that's the script. I mean, it is the script. But at this point in his career, I feel like maybe he was kind of a little pampered.
1: I did wonder. I'm thinking, okay, a 23 year old man that was just in risky business, where he was a very sexualized person. You know, like he became a sex symbol, and he had a very like you know passionate relationship opposite his co star. So you know, there is a lot of stuff where he came right off of that and went into this movie where he's like you know very buff yeah, and manly he's and, kind of a little yeah. too cocky so I, I did wonder i'm like oh i wonder how much tom cruise is infusing that into his character as you know i'd be curious to read the script to see like yeah I, what the notes are like you, know. i
0: i would not be curious to read the script <laughs> because like i okay, said i'd be curious to get the, the notes on the, the, script, the plane okay? sequences i it's like maverick stared Longingly, Longingly to uh, Ice Iceman's <laughs> <laughs> Iceman's <laughs> rippling biceps as they as the volleyball flew towards them. Yeah, I uh, it, uh every everything people attribute to Tom Cruise in a negative light in this day and age, which I don't think is fair, I one hundred percent think applies to him in this. To this, this movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Uh, he totally creeped me out. But um yeah. I, uh, uh, the it's, music was fun the music was fun it's 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 very 80s this is like just a, a whole slew i think this was around the time where i know this kind of kicked off with the graduate in 1967 when simon and garfunkel they used songs that was the first movie i think that used existing pop songs mm-hmm. for the soundtrack a lot of times people would record music for soundtracks and i think that kind of really picked up in the 80s like a movie like you see it in you know back to the future and beverly hills cop in this movie uh and i'm sure there are oh the karate kid like the soundtrack is like integral to the movie uh and i think that was part of the appeal like i think it's just like people get really caught up in like i've got the soundtrack there's the movie i love the song danger zone so i must love top gun as well it's like a trend of those 80s movies like a lot of them I feel like people mistake the soundtrack for the movie, like especially this one in Footloose, uh, both Kenny Loggins. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. My mind is blown though. That's <laughs> Mine to- too. That's totally how I feel. So, uh, and they're talking about a sequel to Top Gun.
1: They've confirmed a sequel. They've I'm confirmed pretty sure.
0: a sequel. And um, uh, I think it's coming out. So it's called Top Gun Maverick. It's getting a summer 2019 release date. And they just announced that uh, what's his name Joseph Kosinski mm-hmm. is directing, and he did uh, two movies. One that I have seen and didn't like, and another one that I hear mixed things about. So yeah. he did Tron Legacy, which is the one I didn't like, and Oblivion. But hey, Tron Legacy was boring. Yeah, uh, it fits right in with this movie's Just aesthetic. Continue, continue the Maverick that. Saga. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, what what possibly? I what would they what do you think the sequel will be about? And I don't know. I, I mean, mean hold if, on. Is Val Kilmer in this movie? Oh yes. They so they say Val Kilmer will be back in this movie. So they're all
1: old, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I don't really follow Val Kilmer, but Tom Cruise still looks younger than he is and right. he obviously is still like up for stunts and whatever I think so, Val
0: Kilmer kind of let himself let himself go a little bit
1: yeah I think this will pretty much be like kind of a beat for beat um because you know when you think about it this movie we complain about how bad it is but it's very much in spirit with a lot of stuff we see in theaters today <laughs> yes, like you look at all the well, Transformers Bruck- movies and all that and
0: Bruckheimer produced those yeah exactly it's that, so it's, it's basically mindless
1: so really appeals he was, to a
0: specific demographic doesn't need to yeah, mean anything.
1: Yeah, so really, he's a genius. We're, we <laughs> went true. about this the whole, because this guy's like got to be a billionaire by now. Oh, he totally
0: is. He totally is. Jerry yeah. Bruckheimer is one of the most profitable filmmakers of all time. Um, I hope that Top Gun Maverick is about the, uh, the, the concealed and hidden romance between Iceman and Maverick. Finally, yeah. coming to the forefront, and they have to ex- they have to acknowledge it and learn to love each other. It
1: is twenty seventeen. It's twenty
0: seventeen, so maybe finally let's, we can let's get. Let's do this. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah, this or is a, or like push the bar a little bit.
1: Goose the ghost.
0: Yep, maybe know? Goose comes back to haunt him a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and it's uh, it's about his personal demons. I <laughs> I, have, I have no clue. I could not care less. This is sh- this movie is coming like. 50 I, years too late, I'm, and it hasn't even been 50 years since Top Gun came out.
1: I'm gonna make a prediction that since we know there's obviously a time jump and it's gonna be present day, mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise is now the instructor. Yep, you know, I like right, so so he'll it's be like be Zach the, Efron
0: is gonna be, yeah, yeah, the yeah. he'll hot be like the fighter cocky, pilot,
1: like I don't listen to nobody. He'd be like, kid, you know, I used to be you, and yeah. my friend
0: died. Yeah, it's gonna be like <laughs> Zach Efron throw Michael B. Jordan, in yeah, there. and I
1: doubt. Um, Charlie will be in it and I, I feel like they'll write her off or she passed or something yeah. happened or they'll right. just ignore the whole thing because like it's so weird I know
0: and they'll probably have like a girl in there too like it's the it's the 21st century and girls can fly, fly fighter pilots too right and it's gonna be like super super lame
1: yeah, and the girl and the guy are gonna fall in yeah, love. Yeah, fall
0: in love, and it's gonna be great.
1: And Tom Cruise will still do a Jennifer of Lawrence. Awesome okay, we're
0: casting this. Jennifer Lawrence is gonna be the girl. Zach Efron. Zach Efron's gonna be the hotshot pilot, and Michael B. Jordan's gonna be like the his rival. There you and go. And then they're all gonna work together. Iceman, he's the Iceman. Iceman, yeah. Man. yeah. And Tom Cruise is gonna be the coach and he's gonna be coaching them, and Val is gonna come in yeah. and they're gonna be like, Are you two? And they're gonna be like, No, 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 I, no, 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 I
1: kinda like our movie better I think this already. Is be, this I is actually think
0: this should, sh- should be. We should start plotting this out. Yeah. yeah. If they have if they aren't going in this direction, they're making a terrible
1: mistake. Yeah, Eastridge Productions, there you here go. we come. We're
0: making it happen. So uh final, final score. So on a scale of 1 to 5 uh, Danger Zones, how many Danger Zones would you give this?
1: I'm going to give this a 1.5 Danger <laughs> Zones. It's my lowest score ever
0: Yeah. on this podcast. I'm, I'm going to give this a 1.52. too. I, at, up to this point, The Notebook, and The Notebook still remains the worst movie I think I've watched on this show, but Top Gun is actually... A close second. I
1: still think the Notebook is more interesting than this movie. Yeah. No, no, just me. Well, right. the
0: Notebook might have actually been more entertaining to watch, but uh yeah,
1: this was. The this sex is not, scenes were better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would
0: say one and a half out of five. Um, one of the most bizarre movies. I I I am kind of baffled. This has the level of success it does. I kind of understand why, but I'm shocked that people still kind of hold it up to this level of like, I love it so much. Uh, That I I don't understand.
1: It's 80s nostalgia. What else can you say? It's
0: one of those movies that I think if you grew up with you've forgiven it and you're kind of like, I love it. Just shut up. It is what that. it is. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. And it's okay to admit it's bad. I'm just going to put that out
1: there. You can like bad things. Exactly. We understand you. Yeah.
0: We love you and we welcome you to never be on this show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's our episode. Um, I would highly recommend that if you like this, you give us a five-star rating on iTunes, give us a little boost. I also recommend going to thenerdparty.com. There are a lot of great people doing a lot of great shows on there. I love them all, and I highly recommend you check them out. You can follow me at yayshondorman on Twitter. Talk to me about Top Gun. Do you love it? Am I crazy? Uh, Probably both apply and uh, talk about the sequel. Are you actually excited for it? are you excited for it and um, Sarah where can people find you
1: they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at with love alone
0: and do you want them to talk to you about how wonderful Tom Cruise's unibrow is
1: absolutely that was my favorite part of the film so (laughs) have at it
0: but uh, anyway we hope everyone has a wonderful 4th of July
1: kind of weekend
0: it's on a Tuesday it's weird this year
1: it's a weird weird one so
0: sit down well we watched a weird movie hopefully you all have a
1: nice four day weekend yeah
0: have hopefully you're all having a nice long weekend stay safe Uh, watch a better 4th of July movie watch Independence Day that movie is wonderful maybe watch Born on the 4th of July which we realized we probably should have watched instead another Tom Cruise movie that's probably way better there's always next year there's always next year that's right so everyone stay you know what, you, all of you in the audience, you can be my wingman anytime. Take my away. Take
1: my away. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.